Hello and welcome to this episode of Online Store Success with me, your host Jody Minto. Today I'm really excited and so thrilled to be chatting with a friend and mentor of mine, Kate Toon. Kate Toon is a powerhouse in her own right. She's known as the Beyonce in the SEO world. She's a digital marketing coach, a copywriter, an author, a speaker, a bum influencer, a mum partner, seven-figure business owner, and a downright great human. Kate helps business owners build profitable, successful, but enjoyable businesses using smart, creative, simple digital marketing tactics. Kate is about to embark on a book tour in major cities all across Australia, and I'm honored to have her here on the coast today. I am also going to be interviewing her at her local Central Coast launch party Friday the 23rd of June. I'll pop the link in the show notes to that. If you haven't got your copy of Kate's book yet, go and pre-order it today and also grab a ticket to one of her launch book parties. She is the funniest and smartest human I know, hands down. You will not regret it. Tune in, let's chat. I cannot wait to talk with Kate and share all she has business, knowledge, life skills with you today. Let's go. Hello, I'm your host, Jody Minto, and welcome to my podcast, Online Store Success. My mission is to help other emerging entrepreneurs crack the code for e-commerce success for a life of uncapped income, flexibility, and fun. I'm an award-winning seven-figure e-commerce fashion founder, a certified digital marketer, and business and life coach. I'm also a Prosecco-loving wife, mother of two teens, a Facebook ads nerd, and a crazy animal lover. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and during that time, I've helped hundreds of others start and scale their online e-commerce stores through my coaching programs. I love all things business and know firsthand how rewarding it is to have a career on your own terms, turning a passion into a profitable business and the freedom and flexibility that comes with it. Each week, I'm going to share with you the ups and downs of this crazy e-commerce journey that we call life and help you start that business of your dreams or help scale your existing online store. Let's get started. Hello. Hello, Ms. Kate Toon. Welcome to Hello. Online Store Success. I'm so excited to be here. I've actually asked Jodie if I can be on a podcast about 10 times and she's always <laughs> like, yeah, maybe next week. So I don't know what happened that made you finally let me in. Uh, confession, I'm very last minute. I just do things spur of the moment, which is why I think you might be my third guest ever out of 40 <laughs> episodes. It's purely from an organizational point of view, me just trying to get my act together to actually schedule it in in advance rather than going. Well, that is a big relief. I love that. Thank you for being disorganized. Rather than going, oh my gosh, it's Tuesday and I'm meant to do my podcast tomorrow and publish it <laughs> in the wild, world and I haven't done it. So, um, so I'm just trying to get organized and I know you are about to embark on a book tour so I wanted to grab you before you took off again yeah it's an exciting couple of months ahead for me my diary is color blocked and to the max so yeah I'm off to Brisbane Sydney you're minor there's nowhere finer and I have a special <laughs> guest there who's rather marvelous and then Perth Adelaide Melbourne and then who knows after that Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So tell us, tell us a little bit about for those that might not know you. I mean, I think I feel like everyone knows you, but right. in case they have been living under a rock and haven't heard of the fabulous Kate Toon, who is Kate Toon? 
Well, I'm having existential crisis at the moment, so I could answer this in many ways. But essentially, I'm a I'm an online entrepreneur. I I used to call myself a misfit entrepreneur. So I built my business uh, based on a service based model. So as a copywriter, and about six years ago, I moved into passive air income, and I'm doing little air fingers. Um, <laughs> I launched a course, and then I've launched two memberships. Um, I have resources and events masterminds and retreats, books, and I speak at events around the world. So a very diverse range of income sources. My background is copywriting and SEO. Probably I'm known for SEO, but these days I'm moving more towards being a general business mentor and general digital marketing coach because I don't just do copy and SEO. I do email and funnels and sales pages and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a generalist really. Um, And yeah, that's where I'm at. I think when you say generalist, though, you're somewhat doing yourself a bit of a disservice. But I have had, I've also been having a bit of an existential crisis around, you know, I, I've just gone uh, full time into my coaching business after having another econ business and figuring out my product offering, so to speak, mm-hmm. as far as what sort of coaching packages I might do, what sort of services. And, you know, I've got a list of all the different things that I could do. And then when I looked at that list, I realized you're almost doing all of them. (laughs) You're doing, you know, the memberships, you've got courses, you've got masterminds, you've got retreats, you've got conferences, uh, you write books, you do book tours, you do speaking gigs. And I was just like, holy moly, Kate Mm. must be really tired, but also my hero. Oh, well, you know, the thing is as well, I didn't start doing all of that day one. You know, I got one plate spinning. Yeah. Okay. Then I created another plate. And then, you know, I give each of them a gentle tweak each day to keep them spinning. But my attention does drift. So I might spend a big blob of time on the recipe course and put a lot of energy into that, the SEO course. And then my uh, the eye of Sauron will shift over to looking at the copywriting side of things. And um, I too have a massive list of things I want to do, things I want to improve. Um, I also have a team, you know, I do have 15 different people in my business. They're not all employees. Some do one hour, some do five hours a week, you know, so it's not me. A lot of the time, I don't make my graphics, I don't code, I don't do my bookkeeping. I have a Facebook ads person, a video person, a PR person, a project manager, three uh, VAs, a proofreader. It's a, you know, it takes a village. It does, but you couldn't do all of those things without the village to help you. Um, And I know from having uh, my own smaller version of that village uh, previously that that also takes time and effort and brain capacity to manage the village too so absolutely and it's a role that I've tried to relinquish several times I've (laughs) hired uh, two different people in that role the first person couldn't manage it for family reasons second person tried it for a bit it didn't work out and I realize now that it's an unhirable role because no one knows my business like me I'm also very good at project management you know I can sit for an hour in the morning and delegate all the work And I'm done. It would take someone else five or six hours because they wouldn't quite know if this is an email that Kate should deal with or Leanne or whatever. So I've accepted that I will always be the COO of my business Mm -hmm. at some level. But then after that, I want to be the creative director of my business. Um, I definitely don't want to be the CFO. I don't know what any of the other O's mean. uh, (laughs) I like I'm a CEO because I am the chief everything officer. Okay, I like that. just captures everything I mean I like to be the creative director like I love I I, it tires me but I do love the performance aspect of the role I love doing the reels and the 
the podcast and chatting to people like you. And I love creating products. I love thinking, okay, this is a problem. What's the right solution? And then making a thing. Do I love then delivering that thing for six months? No, uh, but that's the price you pay. You have to, you get the fun of the dopamine hit of making it and then you sell it. That's brilliant. Yeah. And then you're like, oh God, now I've got six months to deliver the thing, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I hear you and I'm laughing because again, I'm thinking about my next move uh, and I'm the same. I love the creation. I love the marketing. I love the selling of the thing. And then by the time it comes to delivering the thing, I'm already quite tired. Yeah, exactly. So three to six month containers I quite like from a coaching program course perspective. Um, but yeah, I know it's, uh, yeah. It's a lot. And I think, you know, I used to say as an SEO consultant, for the first three months, you're the solution. And for the next three months, you're the problem. So it's good to kind of, you know, I have to, you have to decide whether you want to be a one night stand kind of entrepreneur, uh, a serial monogamist, which I think is what I am, or, uh, you know, a, a proper monogamist where you just have one person, or you can be polyamorous. I'm probably polyamorous. You have to know that about yourself. So I see some people saying, I'm going to run a year long coaching program. And I'm like, really? God, I would, I would hate that. Even my membership, which is monthly, I do not offer anything in December because yes. I literally have nothing left. And if people don't like that, don't join. Yeah. Uh, 11 months is pretty awesome but I need one month where I do not have to turn up for anybody. Otherwise I'd explode. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, and it's really important for, I think, us to have that self-awareness around how we best operate, what works best for our personality, our family, mm -hmm. uh, life, what's going on at home, um, kids, all of the things. It's really, really important for us to have that self-awareness. Uh, ideally ahead of time, ahead of signing up before, like people for 12 months when you think, oh, Actually, I'm going on Seems holiday. Like such a good idea. What was I that? Someone, I always have like that that little devil's voice in my ear, like so and so says you should. You know, if it's a twelve months, at least then it's twelve months. You have that guaranteed income or whatever mm. it might be for twelve months. But then, you know, three months into it, you think, oh no. But it's also that cost as well. Like you know, we're often focused on the income, the revenue, and we don't focus on the cost of actually delivering it. You know, like the time cost, as you said, the family cost, the mental health cost you know, getting the money in feels lovely, yeah. but, you know, doing the actual stuff doesn't feel so good. And it's so easy to be blinded by the money, um, yeah, you know, and I mean that, Hey, that I wrote a book about this. This is what the book is. I all know. About. So tell yeah. me about the book. I'm, I've already pre-ordered my copy. I'm going Yay! to share all of the links. Um, I'm going to share the links to the book tour as well, because I'm going to be at the Amina one. You I'm are. You are my guest speaker. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I came up with the title, the title kind of bubbled up, burped up into my brain. And I just thought it's such a good title, Six Figures in School Hours. I did debate seven figures, you know, because I put it in the group and one particular member was like, oh, six figures doesn't sound very much. I want to make seven figures. And I'm like, yeah, but in truth, and I say this in the book, I think seven figures is unachievable for the majority of people. Yeah. I really do, especially if you have a family and you like your family. Yeah. You know, because I just think the compromises you need to make to get there, you may regret. At a later stage so that's a really important for me thing to me to say and then the six figures ah oh, it's a load of nonsense isn't it six figures what does that mean so I break that down in the book as well does it mean salary does it mean after-tax salary does it mean gross profit or net profit yeah. uh you know is it within a company structure or is it, it there's it can run it each way most people when they say six figures are talking about revenue yeah. and then you ask them about their expenses and their expenses are you know they're earning a hundred thousand dollars and they're spending ninety seven thousand to make that hundred thousand yeah. and they're taking a salary of three grand a year yeah. so it's 
it's a it's slightly nonsense but I guess it's about it's a bit aspirational isn't it like it's about financial freedom I could have called it financial freedom in school as it just didn't sound as good no it's not as sexy sounding not sexy is it yeah that and the thing touching on the that sort of revenue the six figures seven figures kind of catch cry if you like is I mean I've been there I've had you know a six figure and then it went to seven figures almost you know within the space of a year it was actually not a fun time at all if I'm honest going from six figures to seven figures in the space of six to 12 months was it's two different businesses and uh also two hugely different net profit margin situations from a six figure you've usually got a much healthier profit margin once Mm -hmm. you sort of climb to seven figures and beyond that net profit margin the money that's left after you pay all of the bills is is a lot lot smaller so it's it's almost you know considering and for me the seven figure business came with a handful of staff you know full-time staff that I had to manage and all of a sudden I became a HR manager which I was not equipped for at all and did not enjoy I just want to be friends with everyone and just want everyone just to do their job and all of a sudden I found myself not doing the parts of the job that I even liked anymore of my business That's and also so making far less money, really. Yeah, this is it. I mean, the, the, a healthy net profit is around 10%. Um, but, you know, that varies wildly. You can have a be a solo, you know, copywriter and your net profit can be massive because you've yeah. got nothing. Out, you know, it's only you, you know. Um and obviously it massively depends whether you're service-based or e-commerce because obviously you've got so many expenses as an e-commerce business. But you're right. They say the uncomfortable bit is, you know, either around under 200,000 or around over 600,000. The bit in between is just utterly crap. But as yeah. you said, you know, there's no way I would have got to a million dollars a year if I didn't have a team of people to do it. And the things I've had to do to get there, makes it sound, the things I, the people I've killed, um, the things I've had to do, if I had my time over, would I do them again? Maybe not. Mm. And that's why I wanted to write the book, because it's a bit of a cautionary tale. We can have it all, but maybe not this week. You know, we can earn 600, you know, six figures a year if we're willing to do X, Y and Z and at this cost, um, you know, and I think that's the truth we can do whatever we want that's the joy like you're talking about oh I'm thinking about all these different coaching packages how exciting that you get to choose but with infinite choice become becomes infinite problems every choice (laughs) you make there is a consequence and I think most people just don't think about the consequence yeah I love that I love that so the book for those that don't know is called Six Figures in School Hours, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Be a Good Parent. <laughs> I love this. And this, I mean, it, could, it just couldn't be more relevant for myself and I think for so many, especially women, mm-hmm. that are still, you know, wrangling kids. I don't know about you, but I'm still often doing loads of washing in between Zoom calls and, and you know, getting whatever, school uniforms ready and prepping dinner and all those things that bless my husband, doesn't have to think about it all because he leaves the house, he goes to work, he comes home, he gets his salary at the end of the week. He's not, you know, juggling the level of kind of, and sometimes it's it's not just the logistics, it's the it's the mental load of it oh, all. Oh, it is absolutely the mental load, yeah. Um, so it's, I, I, like I said, I've already pre-ordered my book. I can't wait to read it because it's just like, this is this is my new oh my God. My yeah. Bible. Yeah, and there's a few, you know, it's a few things that even you talking then that I kind of touch on in the book, you know, the, the idea of sacred time. So you you just never put washing on while you're in between Zooms. That is something that happens 
when your husband is there and when your kids are there. So they physically see that it's not a fairy doing this work, that you are doing it. Or you know what? The kids put it on. Or you know what? Your husband puts it on when he gets home from work. You know, that is not your time when you're working is your time to work. And I find the struggle that people have is trying to combine the two. Mm. I think it's better to do four hours solid work and then do two hours of housework than do six hours of both. Because you're just... Okay. Break, breaking your focus continuously and you don't yeah. just put the washing on you go and look in the fridge you mm. look in the fridge and then you're like oh god god we need some mayonnaise you write on the shopping list then you're like oh god hang on where where are the shopping bags where did i put those bags and by the time you get back to your desk it's been 45 minutes you've forgotten who you even were before you put the washing on and what you were doing yeah. so sacred time is super important but also that idea that somehow going to work in an office and getting a salary is deserves more respect and whatever than than working at home working at home is just as challenging running around after kids and and the ability to have that wonderful third space of going to work Mm. you get to go to work and have that time in the car on the train and then you get to come home and have a bit of third space before you face your family we don't get that no we do not in the midst of it some of us are working from the kitchen table with the freaking lasagna dish from last night uh, (laughs) just slightly out of shot yeah so you know the book is a lot about trying to create division which sounds really negative no I love that yeah and I think I, I think for me too this highlights that I don't know is it a false kind of dream or you know about working from home that it's not always what it's cracked up to be because oh, absolutely not. we don't have necessarily have that division. I'm sitting right now, my kitchen is there, my living room is there, like it's all the one space. There is mm-hmm. no physical even, uh, you know, barrier for me for like work. I can't close the doors on it or anything like that. So that's, I mean, again, I've got a, a whole chapter on that because I think that is so important having a space that's dedicated to your work that's cut off from the rest of the house that has a door you know people are like oh I don't want to pay for a co-working space great go to the local library you get to go to a room there's no distractions you cannot put the washing on but if your business is competing with the dishes from last night on the kitchen table how are you able to take that seriously you know if you can't shut the door and have space to do your stuff how is anyone going to take that seriously it's it's really hard to do yeah. that and you know so I have a friend who turned her wardrobe into an office she's literally it's just her and a tiny desk you know <laughs> uh, you know Claire Claire Wood she used to record yeah. her podcast in her walk-in wardrobe um I remember having a I got some cheap screen off Alibaba you know those divider yeah. screens just so it felt like I had a space boundaries are super important mental yeah. boundaries but physical boundaries are super important too yeah I can't <laughs> uh, the other night, like I said, my desk is in literally in the middle. Of, it's just one big space. I watched, I was sitting on the couch watching TV and watched my husband pick up the garbage bag from the kitchen, walk it over. He had to get something off the ground. So he plonked it on, on my your desk. desk. The dirty, grubby kitchen rubbish bag that often splits within, you know, a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been sitting in God knows what inside the dirty bin that nobody ever bothers to wash. And I went ballistic and he just thought, he's like, thought, well, I don't get it, but it's like it's a lack of respect. respect. My, not only like my, I have no space. And now mm. you're just putting literally trash on top of it. It was. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. challenging. And these are yeah, the challenges that 
you know, that they're not talked about, you know, the putting the washing on, the lack yeah. of respect, the lack of physical space, the no door to close, yeah. you know, the, the the joint bank account where your money just dribbles in and it's really hard for you to show what's your money and what's their yeah. money. Therefore, how can you justify expenses? There's so many of these challenges that aren't talked about and that are smoothed over and it's all pretty and people, you know, showing their desks with their Kiki K you know, stationary. Yeah. And it's not the reality. It's really oh. hard to be a parent and be a business. And I say parent because I didn't want to exclude some of the amazing men I know who do more of the childcare, who do all of that. But yeah. I do think it's more of a female problem. Yeah. You know, that it, we struggle with it more. Yeah. I think, I mean, I know in our household, it's even just thinking of things that my husband would never even think of. Mm, yeah. Right. Like it's, it's that, oh, someone's, st- I heard a sniffle. I heard a sniffle down the hallway. They could be getting sick. They haven't eaten their dinner. Like they're not eating proper food, you know. Yeah. I need to get vitamin C. Like he wouldn't even hear the sniffle ever. No. And, I'm, I'm, and I don't mean to pick on my husband. I don't think he listens to my podcast anyway. <laughs> um, however, it's, it's though that kind of sometimes it's that intuition. And this might be a case of one parent falls into this, you know, category versus the other. But it's, it's yeah, it's, it all comes into that. Then that You mental- know what? And the thing that I think is so important is if, if you weren't around, God forbid, you know, mm. guess what? They'd all survive. They would. They'd figure it you out. You know, uh, like uh, I do think mums have a particular nurturing vibe, and we we go the extra mile and make nice birthdays and remember the dentist appointments and yes. make you know my partner when he makes dinner will do like potatoes with pasta and then <laughs> bread, you know, and I'm like that's one food group, dude. That's one <laughs> macro. That's but you know what? <laughs> you know what? My son's happy. He doesn't care. <laughs> he probably would be. Yeah. Mike would be happy with all that too. And part of this whole having a successful business and being a good parent is you know not trying to fight every battle Mm. delegating some of these things and accepting that they will not be done to your standard and that's okay because the compromise is you know the washing's done and it there's a red sock and it ruins the whites but guess what you got four hours work done today you can't have it all you know you can't have your house run like a perfect operation and also run your own business that something's got to give and the thing that usually gives is your wellness, your mental health. The house is spotless, but you're a freaking mess. Yeah. You know? And I think that's just all of us. We're all taking the burnt chop, unfortunately. <laughs> and you know, and, and that's that approach will lead to burnout. And that's what happened to me. I mean, I can nearly completely burn out, you know, piled on the way, just everything lifestyle wrong that I could have done, I was doing. Yeah. And that's why I had to stop. And that's why I made all these changes that I've put in the book. Because with that, if I hadn't had that pivot or that change I would be you know I don't know where I'd be right now it's so (laughs) interesting isn't it and I mean I I had a similar situation where my business was got to a big point did have staff but the office then I had to hire an office yeah was within walking distance to the school so when the kids finished school they'd walk into the office you know at three o'clock in the afternoon and then I'd still have to drive them around everywhere and whatnot and then on top of then having staff and then having staff who also have children watching you walk out the door to drive your kids to somewhere mm. that they would be like to drive their kids to. And I was the same. I ended up, uh, you know, stressed out, burnt out, put on, I think, 10 kilos in about 12 to 18 months, which I didn't even realise was happening until one day I stepped on the, stepped on the scales and was like, oh, my word. Um, like, yeah, the wheels completely fell off to the point where I decided to shut down my business and then eventually sell. Because um, you get to a point where you just want to blow it all up. You yeah, say, I can't do it. Something's got to give. I'm going to blow up the business, which yeah. is not always the best choice. And you kind of have to say to yourself, "Who? What was I trying to prove? Who was I doing all of that for? It did not serve me. 
No. It did not serve my family. Yes, I was making income, but most of that went to the tax man. Yeah. What was I doing? What what am I doing? And you know, the big part of the book, I started my business wanting flexibility. You know, the whole idea was I'd wanted to be a parent for so long. I was told I couldn't have kids and then I miraculously had one. And I'm like, I want to be present in his life. So flexibility, I want to be able to pick him up from school. I want to be able to do this. But then the reality comes along and you're like, I actually don't want to work in the school canteen. And no. I, I've got a Zoom call at three and I can't pick him up. And suddenly, and then you're like, oh, money. And suddenly the goal becomes money, financial, you know? And then and then maybe the goal shifts to like, I want people to like me. I want great testimonials. And then you're like, I want to be famous. I want people to know who I am. <laughs> and I've kind of come full circle back to flexibility, yeah. you know, that really I want to, I don't want to work really, really hard and then retire. I don't want to work really, really hard and burn out. I want to spread this out like mm. a little bit of butter over lots of bread rather than having one really moist crumpet for a year and then dying. <laughs> I want to spread this out. I want to do this for that. the long term. This yeah. is a long game. And, and to enjoy work, the process too. Enjoy right? the journey. Yeah. This is it. And you stop know. moving the bloody goalposts. Oh, God. Yeah. All these sporting analogies. You know, it's a long game. <laughs> to be a long, to play the long game, you have to be a healthy player. Yeah. That's and so stop true. moving the goalposts. There that's we go. Right. Sport, that's sport, right. sport done. And I think, too, given the, you know, in busy, I say busy, we are like a flat stick busy, um, but we all are busy, right? But that sort of never having a chance to stop and, and taking a step back and getting that kind of perspective around what are, what have I, what goalposts am I mm-hmm. even working towards? Are they the right goalposts? Do I really care about scaling this business, you know, to a point where I have a gazillion staff? Like, is that going to make me happy? Not really. Yeah. I'd just no. like to be able to pay myself X amount of dollars each week, have a nice, enjoyable career on my own terms and still be able to go to do the school things that I want to do, right? Yeah. And not be completely burnt out by the way. But weekend. apparently that's not good enough. You know, I remember being asked on a podcast, you know, what's your why? And I was like, you know, for me now, it's I want to walk to my desk, have a, do a bit of creative stuff, talk to my team, talk to nice people like you, earn a bit of money, finish at three and make dinner and watch Netflix. Yeah. And they're like, that's it. What's your mission though? What's your mission for the world? What are you trying to change? And I'm like, you know, I, I don't have a mission. Yeah. And I've spent years trying to find one because I felt that's what I should have. But can I not just do the do? Like, you know, right. at the end of the day, I talk in the book about resume life and eulogy life. You know, my resume will say she ran a conference. You know, everything you said earlier, she ran a conference. She has two memberships. She's written three books. Yeah. My eulogy will be she was a great mum. She was a really lovely partner. She was a fantastic friend and a great daughter and a great sister. And I remember that time when she did this, you know, and I want a eulogy life. She could roller skate. She could kayak. She, you know, I want a eulogy life. Resume life isn't all it's cracked up to be, I think, sometimes. I don't know about you, but my family don't even understand what my business is anyway. My family do, but they don't care. Yeah, I mean, mine are just like, I don't know, she does something. It's almost like, oh, whatever. You know, that's nice, Jody. But yeah, you're right. That they don't care about the career stuff. They care about who you are as a human, what you're doing. Are you having are you happy? Are you enjoying your life? You know, yeah. And I think you can have both sides of that. Like we are you know, for those of you who don't know us, amazingly intelligent, smart beautiful women and we're allowed to have businesses that we enjoy and keep us fulfilled and it doesn't matter if our families don't get them because we have friends like me and you and we get it and we can talk about this you're allowed to have a bit of both you know but I think sometimes 
the what land of social media breeds into the hustle culture and earn more and be better and get bigger, grow. What is it? Dream big. I want to yeah. dream small. Can I just dream small, please? Yeah. I don't. I don't want a big life. I want a small happy life. And and sometimes a big life comes at a cost. You know. Oh, so. I'm a I'm a weirdo. Oh, well, we know that. I know. I, most people that make me realize that. People, <laughs> I have like five thousand notebooks everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, right. I'm often writing down these lofty sort of goals and things like that. And I only was just flicking through one before we got on the call today. That was from probably about three or four years ago. That said, you know, I want to do seven figures. And when I have my uh, fashion business, I want a luxury car, and I have my luxury car, and all these things. That was like, I got that. I achieved that, but I was miserable. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I thought like, you know, yes, I, I do like a nice Because car. it's what we're told. It's what yeah, we're that's told right. we should it's, want. Wrappings of success. But what, yeah. like no one really gave a shit that I had a no nice No one cares. Car. You know, there's no I, one gave a shit that I made a million dollars a year. No one gives no. In fact, some people will actually genuinely dislike you because you made a million dollars. It will shift their opinion of you. Yeah, alienated myself somewhat Mm. by even talking about the fact that, you know, I was doing these things. Um, And it didn't improve my life in any way. It it probably took away from the joy of it because then there's the pressure. Oh, you've got to keep, you know paying the staff, got to pay for the car. You've got to do all these things. Done- I earned seven figures last year. So now I need to earn more. We must always be moving forward. We must yeah. always be climbing up the mountain. We can't yeah. stop and we definitely can't come back down. And again, I write in the book about, I heard this on a podcast, but it's like, you know, you dream of having this luxury car, you're driving the car and you can see people looking at you and, and you think they're thinking, wow, look at Jodie in a car, but they don't even see you in the car. What they do is see themselves in the car. You are immaterial. Yeah, so they're true. not admiring you. They're admiring the car. And as you said, they will get that car and they will be ultimately unsatisfied yeah. as well. Because, you know, that's not what really makes us happy, is it? What when we really are honest about it, it's a it's a hot bath. It's, yeah. you know, it's our favorite show coming on the telly. It's a cuddle. It's the walking the dog and getting our coffee in the morning. It's really small pleasures. It so you know? is. So yeah. true. And I've got to just keep reminding myself of this regularly. Yes stepping off that wheel of being sort of trying to be the overachiever, reaching these lofty goals and for what, you know? Mm. Um, so I love that. I cannot wait to read this book. Oh, I hope it's good. I'm so <laughs> nervous. Uh, it's such awesome. a thing. Such I'm a sure thing it's to incredible. Write a book. Yeah, but it's such a thing to write a book and pour all your ideas into it. You know, I'm so worried that I'll have said something untoward and I'll get cancelled or people <laughs> will think it's trite or it's a huge no. imposter syndrome. But um No, it's yeah. I'm sure it's incredible. I've I've read <laughs> other books and I know you personally as a friend and as a mentor, and I, I'm really, really excited. Thank you, you. Uh, equal smarts to you are funny as well, honestly. It's it's a hoot. I remember the other book um that I was reading, I was just like snorting out loud, and you know, the family's like, What's so funny? I was like, Oh. Kate's book it's oh great so I hope it's funny I mean I do oh, try sure. now on the side of that but yeah you know like in summary I think the book is you know it's about money it's about mindset productivity communication and self-care which I think are the key factors mm. it's not a get rich quick scheme there's no magic formula in there because I hate it when people say if you do exactly what I did you will get it's not true you know no. You have your privilege and your generational wealth and your husband that actually helps and yeah. your mom down the road that watches the kids. Yeah. You, I'm not you. Do you know what I mean? And uh-huh. I never will be. So it's not like a get rich quick scheme, but hopefully it'll be a bit of affirmation uh, um, as well that, you know, 
everyone feels like this. Everyone feels like an imposter. Everyone gets caught up in the idea of what their business should be and then has moments of, it's like being, what's it? It's like having Parkinson's disease or something where you're like, you suddenly have a moment where you realize what you're doing. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why did I stay up till midnight last night making a bloody lead magnet for the <laughs> six people on my email list? What am I doing while well, my kids were watching a movie and I couldn't be with my kids? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. I have that a lot. Oh, I do too. I, I spend many weekends still working on weird things that probably don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And <laughs> we, it's, we just do it to ourselves, right? We but, do, we do. <laughs> so tell us, where can we get the book and when's it coming out? So uh, it's coming out on the 28th of June. You can pre-order it now in all good bookshops, Amazon, Booktopia, Dimmix, and it will be uh, a Kindle book as well. And it's going to be on Audible. Um, and yeah, I'm doing my book tour. So if when you're listening to this, the book tour may still be going. Just Google six figures in school hours and you will find something about the book. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. And if you're a Central Coast uh, listener, Make yes. sure you get your ticket to your minor. Both Kate and I will be there. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll add all of the links into the show notes for all things uh the fabulous Kate Toon. Thank uh, you so very thank much. You, thank you so much for joining me. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Thank you, thank you. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jodie Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and give me a follow. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodyminto.com. Thanks again and... Same time, same place next week. Bye for now.